0: Beer Sports Whatever Live, episode number 101. Facebook Live, it is an absolute pleasure to be with you, as it is for every show. Like I said, my name is Michael, the Hebrew Hammer Brown, episode number 101 of Beer Sports and Whatever. As we outlined earlier, it is going to be an absolutely fantastic show. There has been a ton of news uh, today, not only locally here in Houston, uh, but also nationally. Hi, mom. How are you? Love you. Uh, by the way, my mother and I this past weekend we went to a Serengeti. I don't know if anybody knows what a Serengeti is. It's like a wildlife, uh, like tour that you can take in your car. We saw emus and we saw we saw a whole bunch of stuff. So it was a great. I, I haven't laughed that hard in a very, very long time. So mom always had. Always have a great time with you, um, but especially this weekend, and I love you very much. Uh, Tom, why choose? Always good to see you. Austin, good to see you. I'm going to need everybody's help. Uh, it's going to be a great show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, um, and I'm going to point this out a couple of times uh, throughout the show. I want everybody to continue. What I love about the show and the audience that we have is that everybody is respectful of one another, respectful of your comments that you leave on this video. I want to continue that. Uh, as we move, you know, show to show, I want y'all to continue to do that. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, so we get that out of the way. This week's Beer of the Week is a St. Arnold lawn lawnmower. Uh, so I'm sure everybody had a good Monday, but that is the Beer of the Week from one St. Arnold. So let's get to the big, big, big news of the day. Uh, first of all, to all of our Houston uh Listeners and fans, happy 713 day. It is July 13th, one of the two major area codes here in the city of Houston. So, happy 713 day. I hope everybody celebrated accordingly. There are two major uh, news pieces we're going to get to in this show. The first being uh, Russell Westbrook of the Houston Rockets sent out a message uh, today indicating that he has tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, so that's something we're certainly going to talk about. And then on a national scale, I guess you could call it an international scale, the Washington Redskins came out today via Twitter and announced that they are going to be changing the logo and their name. They didn't reveal what the new name should be. They simply just indicated that it's the decision of the franchise to um, move on from the, the Redskins name. Uh, So we'll get into that a little bit as well. Uh, We also have some Astros news to get to, um, and we have some other stuff. So looking forward to a great show. As always, comment along. I appreciate all of y'all being a part of the show. So let's get to Russell Westbrook. And this morning, my my partner on Harden My Take with the Dream Shake, Jeremy Brenner, and I discussed this a little bit, so you should definitely go and check that uh, pod out uh, later tonight or tomorrow. Uh, it was newsworthy that the Rockets left for Orlando to go to the bubble on Friday. Uh, there were four key members of uh, the, the team that were not with them. That was Luke Richard and Bam Mute, who they just signed, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and John Lucas. And Jeremy and I discussed it a little bit this morning. Um, we talked about it this morning, and you know, he said you know maybe it's just because Russell Westbrook and James Harden don't want to be there. Uh, they just they wanted a few more days off. I said, that really doesn't make all that much sense when, you know, Harden and Westbrook both know that the clock is ticking for their time to win a championship. And I threw out the idea that, you know, maybe Russell Westbrook and James Harden have uh, COVID. And it actually came out a couple hours later that, that Russell Westbrook has uh, Corona. Uh, it's interesting to note, I think, a couple things here. Number one... He indicated in his statement that, um, that he's looking forward to getting to Orlando to join his teammates soon. So although he has the virus, it doesn't really look like, and I know these things can change incredibly quickly, uh, but it appears that he's going to be okay. And the silver lining of this, if you want to call it a silver lining, is If you're going to get the virus and you're going to go into a bubble, it's much better to get it now and not a month from now when you've already been there and you've, you know, infected your teammates. That can be catastrophic. So if you're looking at it from that angle, uh, I think it's actually beneficial that Russell Westbrook, uh, not that he got it, but that he contracted it, but he contracted it early enough to hopefully get past it. Uh, And according to his own statement, it looks like he's going to be in Orlando at some point this week. Uh, So we will uh, check that out, and hopefully he does um, make it. Uh, According to Twitter, there was a comment Westbrook wasn't made available for any of the media availabilities over the past week and didn't travel with the team to Orlando. If this timeline was correct, it sounds like Westbrook has passed the worst of the virus. Um, What he did say in in a statement real quick, he said, I tested positive for COVID, feeling well, Uh, I'm in quarantine and looking forward to rejoining my teammates when I'm cleared. Thanks for the well wishes and support. And for God's sakes, everybody, if you're going to go out into public, just wear a stupid mask. I'm so sick and tired of seeing people that are angry about the mask. Just wear it, okay? Russell Westbrook is telling you to do it. You should do it, too. Um, now, there was another piece of Rockets news today as well. Uh, one of the newer members of the team, Bruno Cabolko, inadvertently broke quarantine and must isolate in his room for eight days because he went to the front gate of the hotel and picked up the food that he ordered. You're a professional athlete, right? If you want to get food at the front of a of the hotel, send a freaking intern. Like, why are you going to the front of the complex to go pick up your food? Like, you're it's just stupid, Bruno Caboclo. So you got to be smarter there, bud. Um, so let's get to the other major news of the day, um, and that would be the the Washington Redskins changing their name and changing their logo. Their quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, came out with a statement today. said he's looking forward to the future uh, after the NFL franchise announced on Monday it will be retiring its nickname and logo after completing a thorough review that began on July 3rd. Uh, The one really quick thing that I want to say about this is I am in favor of the world being the best place it can be for everybody that inhabits it. That's it. And if doing this enhances that world, then by all means, I'm for it. Um, you know, I, I'm interested to see. And if, if you guys who are listening right now, uh, if you have an idea of what you would like the new name to be, uh, one of my favorite movies ever was The Replacements with um, uh, somebody help me out. Who's the guy uh, from The Matrix? Who's the guy? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from Hardball. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves starred in that movie with the replacements, and their name in that movie was the Washington Generals. It's red, white, and blue. That would probably be my number one uh, name that I would like to change it to would be the Washington Generals. I think it's a pretty good name. I think it would resonate well, resonate really well with a lot of people. So I would say um, that that would be a great – Sentinels. Sorry, what did I say the Washington Generals? Washington Sentinels. Thank you, Austin. So the Washington Sentinels, I think, would be really, really cool uh, to change uh, that name. Uh, one quick story that I do want to talk about, really quick, um, is last week Deshaun Jackson uh, gotten some uh, posted something on on Instagram. I'm not gonna with an anti-Semitic uh, tone to it. If, if you would like to get more details on that, you can go look it up. It's a fairly widespread uh, story. I caught a lot of backlash for what he said, Um, but I do want to take a quick minute to point out some really interesting things about what Deshaun Jackson has done since making those comments and I think it deserves a lot of praise. Um, Today actually, July 13th, 713 day, by the way this is episode number 101 of Beer Sports Whatever, thank y'all so much for taking some time hanging out with me on this beautiful Monday night. Um, So Deshaun Jackson today accepted an invitation to visit Auschwitz during a Zoom call Friday with a 94-year-old survivor of a Nazi concentration camp, according to the Jerusalem Post. So while I don't necessarily, not I don't necessarily, I absolutely unequivocally hate what Deshaun Jackson said last week, it seems that he's taking some steps here to familiarize himself with a situation that he wasn't necessarily familiar with. You know, he makes that type of comment that he did. And I know this may strike some people the wrong way, but I think it's important. Zeke Riser, what's up, baby? You gotta come on the show. You're invited anytime, my dude. Um, well, invited back. We had a great show already. Um, but he's taken some steps here that if he actually goes and visits the concentration camp, I think it could be a very powerful moment, not only for him, but for society to show that he said something that he shouldn't have said. But he actually took steps in addressing it in a very, um, what's the best way to, you know, a very mature manner. Um, Now, he indicated the wide receiver was disciplined by the Philadelphia Eagles for conduct detrimental to the team. uh, And he also intends to donate a significant amount to Jewish community efforts, sources told ESPN. So I say this. Good for Deshaun Jackson. It's it's not been a long time since he said what he said, but I do applaud him for taking steps to familiarize himself with an unfamiliar uh, situation. Um, and what he did say, I grew up in Los Angeles and never really spent time with anyone from the Jewish community and didn't know much about their history. This has been such a powerful experience for me to learn and educate myself, he said on a call, according to the Jerusalem Post. So... Like I said, I, I'm, I'm proud of Deshaun Jackson. I'm still not a fan of his. I hate what he said, but I still – it's good to see. It's good to see somebody make a mistake and take the steps to uh, – what's the best word? You know, to, to work himself back into a positive look in the, in the public eye. Um, one other thing that I do want to say on this is the New England Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman, who is Jewish – Invited Deshaun Jackson to the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington. And I've been to that museum, and it's incredibly powerful. On Friday, Edelman posted that he and Jackson had spoken. So, very, very interesting uh, way to, to put it. And Zeke asked, did he ever say why he posted that in the first place? Was he just ignorant to the situation and didn't think it was that big of a deal when he posted it? He did... Acknowledge that when he he did a uh, an apology video on Instagram the next day, and he tried to use the excuse of, you know, I didn't really see what I was posting. I wasn't, you know, all that familiar with what it said is the most that I got out of his apology. And we all know that's ridiculous. I, I don't believe that for a second. Um, but I think in today's society, we've gotten so acclimated to if somebody makes a mistake, just pounce on them and you hate them and. You know, there's no coming back, there's no redemption, there's no nothing. So, for me, that's why I'm taking time on my show, you know, myself and and Papa Brown's show, to acknowledge the fact that he did say it. His apology video was pretty weak, but he's taking steps. And for anybody who hasn't seen the video, I don't know if it's available, but there's an image of it on Twitter that the the individual that he did a, a video with the 94 year old uh, holocaust survivor and i do uh a poly- oh his name was his name is edward Mostberg. so go look at uh the the the, the image it's incredibly powerful that edward mosberg on the the call the zoom call with deshaun jackson um was wearing his holocaust garb you know he was wearing his his shirt and his and his hat or and his pants it's a pretty powerful image that I think a lot of people need to go see because it's a 50-50 image. It's Deshaun Jackson who um, you know, posted something that he shouldn't have. And then here's you know, Edward on top, educating him on the situation. And it, it was a beautiful thing to see, to be honest with you. Tiffany says, better educate yourself on the topic. And once you have more information, it's okay to change your stance. She's absolutely right. Hope more people will do this moving forward it's engaging in these really uncomfortable conversations that will elevate our society and it elevates you as a human being as well it's very easy to have conversations with people that you agree on everything with but if you do that you're going to lead a life that is very sheltered and you know exposing yourself to as many opinions and as many people is important ryan davis and i disagree to the core on james harden and, and some other sports things it's okay. It's sports. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have differing opinions. But at the end of the day, that's my brother, and I love him to death. Um, so, like I said, I, I do. I did want to acknowledge uh, what Deshaun Jackson did, and you know, give him some praise with that. Um, July fifteenth, Wednesday. Uh, there's not a lot of optimism that the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott had agree on an extension before the deadline. I mean, okay. I mean. they're they're arguing over a couple million dollars a year and I know a lot of people are gonna be like he needs to go get his money he needs to do this he needs to do that what I say is do you Dak right you're probably still not winning the Super Bowl this year so it really doesn't matter Uh, but news came out today the July 15th on Wednesday is the deadline for anybody on a uh, franchise tag to get a long-term deal done with their team um here's something interesting uh jason plotkin uh asked a question the quality of food or lack thereof in the mls and nba uh between this and the lack of women could be a huge issue in the nba there is an update uh the rockets owner tillman fertita struck a deal with the league that all of his landry's restaurants including del frisco's joe's crab shack morton's the ocean air palm and Saltgrass, according to an nba memo obtained by the chronicle will be able to deliver food to uh the bubble so i say Good for for Tillman. Um, I'm glad they were able to strike a deal to get some better food uh, inside of said bubble. There, let's get for Austin. Let's get to some Astros news. There was news that broke today that Josh James uh, was not with the team up until today. He has now joined the Houston Astros and joins a, a team that needs him. To be quite honest with you, uh, right now, uh, Jose Arquidi, who slotted to be the f- number four starter for the Astros when the season opens, and Jordan Alvarez were placed on the 10-day injured list. According to Dusty Baker in here, this doesn't sound fishy at all, due to a condition that prevents them from reporting. Um, okay, so they have COVID-19. They just don't want to come out and say that those two individuals have COVID-19. Uh, which, according to the league, they do not have to do. And I know that there's people saying, well, why don't you just say it's COVID? Well, because it might not be COVID, but it probably is COVID. So I wonder if they should say it is COVID, if it's not COVID, just to put the situation to bed so they don't ask any more questions. Um, but Josh James is reporting. And I'll tell you this right now. If the Astros lose Jose Urquidy, um Zeke, I'm going to get to that in just a second. Um, if they lose Jose Arquidi, this is already a very thin starting rotation. You have Justin Verlander; he's awesome. He also gets to date uh, Kate or Kate Upton, or he gets to be married to Kate Upton, so his life doesn't suck. Um, you have Zach Greinke, and then you have Lance McCullers, who hasn't pitched since having Tommy John surgery. Um, so, if they lose their fourth starter, This is going to be incredibly interesting. Uh, I don't know what the Astros are going to do if they're down to, you know, if they lose Jose Urquidy for any amount of time in a 60-game season. Which, by the way, for everybody that's watching the show right now, are you excited about a 60-game baseball season? We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but now that it's getting closer, I wish it was 48 games. I know that most people will not love the idea of 48 games in baseball. Uh, Zeke, you tell me, because I think of all the people listening right now, you – played athletics at the highest level um i think the the lesser amount of games i think it'll be more fun i mean if you're a fan watching a 48 game season if you're watching 165 games of baseball i mean it gets boring you know at some points i I know that it may sound you know detrimental to the psyche of baseball fans like how in the world could you say 165 games is you know it's not a it gets boring well it gets boring it's 165 games Uh, But 48 games or 60 games, I mean, every game is two and a half more times more important than a regular season game compared to last year at 60 games. You know, if a player now misses a week, you know, in a a regular season, it's, you know, you miss a week. Okay, you miss, you know, four or five games. You miss four or five games now? That's a 12th of the season. You know, like, so with the, the season being at 60 games, You don't necessarily need all five of your starters, but you'd love to have them. Zeke says, less games make each one matter more. Make managers be more creative with setting lineups. Absolutely. That's a perfect way to put it. And you're talking about now, if people are going to test positive for COVID, then they have to sit out. You know, managers now are much more important than they were, let's say, a year ago. A guy like Dusty Baker looks like that much better of a hire for the Astros because he's been in the league so long. He's going to be much quicker to adapt to certain situations uh, than maybe a, a manager who has not been there or done that. A point's been brought up by Mr. Zeke Greiser. What about the King Center that has to sit out because he crossed the boundary while he was picking up food that he was getting delivered? Uh, his name is Rashawn Holmes who I like a lot that I hope the Rockets pick up uh, in two years uh, when his contract's up. The Yeah, I mean, he he walked to an area that he shouldn't have gone to. And first of all, good for the NBA, right? When I don't feel bad for the player doing that. He was specifically told, I'm sure, I don't know this for for fact, but you got to think, you know, he he was told, okay, this is where you're allowed to go. This is where you're not allowed to go. And he went where he was not supposed to go and this is the NBA taking the appropriate steps to keep their players safe and that's why I'm so scared of what potentially could happen health wise with Major League Baseball and with the NFL because you have all these I'm not necessarily worried about when they're in their own buildings right they can do all of the appropriate things when they're in their own buildings to sanitize the equipment and sanitize the pads and doing all of those things but with the NBA they proved a point that you can't trust anybody that's not specifically designed to be in that bubble you know if you're an if you're a major league baseball team with all the traveling that they're going to be doing uh I'll get to that in a second pops the um what's the point you weren't supposed to go there, right? So they suspended. They they said, okay, here's eight days to go sit in your room. But the NBA is smart that they're bringing all of these players to Orlando two weeks prior to anybody actually playing scrimmages to number one, getting acclimated to the bubble, getting acclimated to what you're supposed to be doing and what you are doing. You know what you can do, what you can't do. Um, and Pop says he was sneaking some girl in. I completely agree with that. That That's a, that's a suspicion that I had. Because if you're told not to go somewhere, and all of these teams have, I'm sure they have somebody like an intern that they could have sent to go get the food. Let's be honest. This guy was probably sneaking somebody in that he wasn't supposed to. Um, and Zeke says, I'm 99.9999% sure they were told where they can go and where they cannot go. It's a professional sports league. You're 100% correct with that assessment, Mr. Riser." Okay, so for anybody who's been watching, Steve uh, Jibo brought up, The basketball tournament, the TBT, on ESPN. And I want to get everybody's opinion on something that they are doing. It's called the Elam Ending. So stick with me while I describe what the Elam Ending is. Designed to preserve a more natural end-of-game finish, the Elam Ending calls for the game clock to be shut off at the first dead ball under four minutes in the fourth quarter or second half. Um, A target score is then established by adding eight points to the leading team's score. For example, if the score is 80-72, to the two teams will play until someone reaches 88. With no game clock in play, trailing teams are allowed to focus on getting stops and buckets rather than intentionally fouling. Okay, so we talked about this on Harden My Take, which everybody again should go check out after they're done watching this show. Uh, It's the show I do with Jeremy Brenner for the Dream Shake through SB Nation. He asked me, should the NBA implore this strategy I say no I think it's pretty gimmicky but the more I read about it I think it's a lot more fun the NBA all-star game did it this past year um and I thought it was really it was the best all-star game I've watched in quite a long time I think it's a little too gimmicky though for the NBA if they were to put it in in every single game so Elamending, would you be for it against it how would you feel Uh, the other thing that we are looking into doing is establishing a phone line for beer sports whatever in the future so people can actually call in and we can make it more like a talk show so if you guys like that idea hate that idea let me know how you guys are feeling about that specifically um the top storyline for bleacher report for the houston rockets uh story came out today um their number one key guy that they think needs to play at an extremely high level for the Rockets to have success is Eric Gordon. What they say, they know the Rockets really need Gordon uh, to break out of his season-long funk, which has primarily been due to knee soreness that required surgery and the conditioning issues associated with coming back. Um, I completely agree with Tim McMahon of this assessment that uh, the Rockets have to have Eric Gordon. uh play a huge part in their comeback early signs show that he looks to be back to his old self um but rockets fans what do y'all think mitchell pops uh zeke anybody else who uh you know think about that steve says if not in all nba games they should do it and for overtime in the nba would eliminate double triple plus overtime i like double triple plus overtime games i think they're incredible i've used the word incredibly tonight sorry uh, I think it would be really fun. I think it would make for a more interesting game. Uh, the Elamending. I think maybe you use it at some point. I, I don't know. I just I'm not a, a huge uh, oh my goodness fan uh, of it. Uh, so I think that uh, it wouldn't go very far. Uh, tonight, Major League Soccer is back. Uh, <laughs> Zeke wants to talk about. Uh, Lonnie Walker for the San Antonio Spurs cutting his hair. Zeke, I want to know what you think of growing speculation that Craig Popovich could be done after this year uh, from some rumblings that I have heard with the, the state of the team. I don't think they're going to be a contender for the next three to five years. And I think that he's not going to want to oversee it. And I think this could be an appropriate time with how much he wants to get involved in Life outside of basketball, I would not think it to be crazy that Greg Popovich could be done as the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs after this season. Uh, What I was saying was Major League Soccer is back, baby, in the city of Houston. The Houston Dynamo play the LA Galaxy tonight. So Major League Soccer is back. We're a couple weeks from the NBA coming back and being a part of our life again. Major League Baseball is on its way back. UFC Fight Night. Uh, on uh, Fight Island was this past Saturday. I didn't get to watch it. I saw some of the videos. It was awesome. Uh, Steve notes Dynamo are going full choke mode. That's not good. Um, So, yeah, it's a really Becky. Okay, so Becky Hammond would be a perfect replacement. Zeke Reiser's been bringing the heat tonight, as has everybody else. Uh, But he says it's Becky Hammond's time. Becky Hammond, I think, is going to make one hell of a coach uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. That is the perfect person to replace uh, Greg Popovich. Pop says Pop deserves to go out on his own terms. He absolutely deserves. He's a top three coach in the NBA of all time. Right there with Phil Jackson, and I would put Red Auerbach. Uh, Maybe Jeff Van Gundy right behind that. No, I'm just just kidding. That was just a joke, everybody. Um, But yeah. It, it, a lot of fun things going on in the world right now. It would not shock me if within the next couple of days, we hear that James Harden is also tested positive uh, for COVID-19. Uh, it wouldn't shock me. There's some rumblings about that via the social media world as well. Uh, and it makes sense that basically like the manager of the team, John Lucas is not there. Cause I think he's overseeing uh, what's going on with, with Brody w- Westbrook and what's going on with, uh, James Harden. I want to know what everybody thinks about where the Rockets potentially uh, line up going into the bubble. And next week's show, we'll get a little bit more in depth into that. Zeke says in the first female NBA coach, no brainer. It's not even whether, you know, she's a female or a male. I, I just think she would be a really good coach. Uh, I, I do think it would be, uh, I do think it would be a, uh, important for the game to have their first female coach obviously but I just think she would be a really good coach I think she you know it's it's a rebuilding situation so I don't think she would be uh, rushed in any way they have some really nice talent on that team you have Trey Lyles you have DeMar DeRozan who I think is overpaid for for what his game is but you have LaMarcus Aldridge uh, you have uh, the what's his name uh, the kid Lonnie Walker uh, who I think is going to be a decent little player So, Patty Mills, who I like a lot, who I didn't realize was Australian until he actually opened his mouth. Um, But, yeah, a a lot of really exciting things going on in the world of sports right now. Uh, We're going to wrap the show up here in just a few minutes. Uh, But it's been a pleasure to be with all of you on this beautiful Monday night. Make sure to check out Beer Sports Whatever on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. We're going to have another show later this week, so I'm keeping it on the... The, the shorter side, but we're going to have, I think, a special guest later in uh, the week. So make sure to stay tuned into that. I appreciate all of y'all listening. Uh, this has been episode number 101 of The Beer, The Sports, and The Whatever. And until next time, love y'all.